This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is going on, everyone? Hope everybody's having a great day. Um, what is today? Tuesday. I think it's, what, the 31st of May? I know I'm recording on a Saturday on Memorial Day weekend. Hope everybody, by the chance you get to hear this, Memorial Day weekend has already come and gone hope you had a great time hope you you on the water you had a great time you were responsible made it back home um a lot of stuff going on here in texas kind of want to give a couple of minutes here a few seconds to kind of recognize um and send prayers and thoughts to the people at uvalta texas as you most of you know i live here in texas um and it's been kind of summer um uh you know, hearing on the news about the tragedy that happened in the school in Uvalde. So thoughts and prayers to everybody that's been affected by that, all those families. It, I usually, you know, keep the subject on kayak fishing, but, you know, this kind of, you know, hits close to home. So I think we should take a moment to kind of reflect that. that. And, you know, if you have families, you know, sometimes families, we, we, we fight, we argue, we, you know, we stay mad at each other, you know, Always take time to hug your loved ones, your kids, your wife, your moms, your dad. Um, so, yeah, tragic moment there. And, uh, again, thoughts and prayers for everybody that got affected in Uvalde, all those families, kids, teachers, moms, dads, everyone. Um, great episode for you today. We got Scott Butcher and Jeff Little. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to try to keep up because I'm still new at, at, you know, doing the whole podcast thing. And every now and then I get nervous with some of my guests trying to keep up, you know, and keep it, you know, with the conversation. But we got a wealth of knowledge, both Jeff and Scott. Scott's pretty, pretty much the OG when it comes to podcasts with kayak bass fishing. Jeff has been doing, you know, the whole social media thing and working with the kayak fishing for such a long time. Both of them are wealth of knowledge. And I'm excited because we're going to talk a lot about, you know, sponsorships, pro staff. I myself, I've only been doing this for three years, the whole podcasting, kayak bass fishing for only five years or so, maybe less. 
So I'm still new at this. And whenever I get a chance to talk to Scott Butcher and Jeff, this is the first time I talked to Jeff. I'm excited because I've, I've seen his work. I want to soak him all the information. I never am going to be the one that pretends to know everything because I don't. Um, I really don't. I'm very, I'm in my infancy as far as knowledge. I look back at my first uh, podcast and look now, you know, and I think, oh, what the heck was I talking when I started this guy fishing podcast? But hey, that's how you learn, kind of putting yourself out there and having conversations, beauty of technology. You know, I don't have to be pen pals with Jeff and Scott. I can actually have them virtually and have a great conversation. And best of all, share that conversation with you guys. Not going to take too long with this intro. I'm going to bring him right in. Of course, we have the Waypoint commercials and a quick shout out to my sponsor, Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup. We go to a quick commercial for Waypoints, and then we bring Jeff and Scott and stick around. You're going to love this episode. I guarantee it. Mr. Jeff and Scott. I almost said Scott, Jeff, like the same person. Scott Butcher, <laughs> Jeff Little. How are you doing, guys? We're doing How well, you? man. Doing well. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, man. And uh, absolutely, you're, you're correct. Hats off to uh, to the tragedy down in Texas and everything that's been going on down there. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's uh, definitely a sad situation. Something, you know, we definitely don't want to, you know, don't dive into the politics but at the end of the day we both have kids in schools yeah. and uh that's just that's that's not something that nobody wants to uh you know wants wants to have it anywhere close to home and it just seems all too often it is unfortunately uh, it is and it's kind of happened in the last few weeks but hopefully we'll get it right whatever right is and we'll figure it out so guys how you been doing jeff how you doing scott what have you guys been up to i know scott we used to you know when i started this i was used to listening to you to your podcast and i know you're kind of like working behind the scenes now but you're still very much active even though you're not doing the whole podcast thing the way in one of my favorite podcasts a big inspiration to what i do in my podcast learning from you listening to your shows not just about the knowledge of kayak fishing but just the knowledge of how to manage and be kind of like a podcast host, right? And Jeff, yeah. also, you know, your social media. So tell us what you, each of you have been busy with lately. Well, you know, I, uh, we, I thanks so much. We had a lot of fun during, you know, all of our, all of my time of Westbrook Wednesday podcast, which is where we kind of, you know, I kind of founded, you know, the, 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 the kind of podcast scene in the kayak fishing arena. When I came into the scene, uh, you know, about five years ago, uh, Jim Sammons was really the only guy that was doing live, you know shows of any kind and and you know and everybody knows jim like you know i think jim's a no jim's a real og i'm not yeah. I, i'm honored that you even say that with my name but jim's a real og that's been doing it a long time and and i remember thinking just like you said like i remember thinking man there'll be one day i'll get to have you know jim on my show that happened you know and it was like you know it was very surreal and kind of cool and awesome and i feel like you know like okay this is a stepping point you know kind of made it or whatever but you know, the last, um, you know, two years or so, year and a half, um, just kind of taking a step back. We finished up, we wrapped up five live and, uh, and I just kind of took a little, a uh, little sabbatical and that little sabbatical became, uh, you know, a leaving longer. And we talked about this last time you were down here when, you know, when you, when you did your, the episode, we went to Lake Nunya, right. You know, it just kind of, just kind of evolved and, and really that time that, uh, that I was putting into that show was time I was taking away from my family. And, uh, and, and I put a lot into that show, you know, into, into, into all my online, uh, lives and, um, and, and taking that time away, it just gave me some opportunity to kind of refocus. And, um, and I just don't, I just didn't feel like, I mean, you guys are doing a phenomenal job, you know, with the whole network at Paddle and Finn and, 
and whatnot. Like when I started doing it, I was doing it for me because there was information I wanted that I couldn't find anywhere. And now, like, there's you know, there's 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 a host of different podcast shows in this in this industry, and so I don't I don't really think the space needs me anymore, you know. And so I'm, I also I've I've put something else on my plate in its place. Does that make sense? Well, you, yeah, it makes total sense. And you've, you've first of all, we always need your entertainment and your personality. That's always sort of missed. But you know, you have paved the way for a lot of us that kind of like to learn. Like I said, not just to learn about kayak fishing. That's one of the reasons why I got the podcast, but actually learn to be a, a, a good host to my audience and to my guests, you know, so that, you know, props to you. You, like you mentioned, you, you kind of paved the way and paid your dues in that aspect. And, and I mean, you've been a trailblazer more, not just the podcast, but a lot of things, Jeff, you as well. I mean, you've had your YouTube for, is it like four years now, your YouTube contact? Or? So if, if you go back, and look at old kayak bass fishing videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I did most of that content. And I will tell you that the background that I had is I started kayak fishing in the late 90s, and I didn't know anyone else who did it in uh, in rivers in the mid-Atlantic area. I started on the Potomac River. In you know, I I went out on my own. I flipped a kayak and I said, you know, I, I need an education. I need, you know, to, um, I need to be smarter and safer and better at this, whatever this is. This wasn't anything. Wasn't the This sport. was me. Yeah. I found a better boat than a canoe yeah. and it's working. So whatever, fast forward, you know, two years, I've taken swift water rescue classes, a bunch of whitewater classes, earned ACA certification as a paddling instructor. And then 10 years more, I guided. I was a kayak fishing guide for 10 years um, with the ACA certification as the, as the main, you know, basis for those classes. And for whatever reason, with my full-time job, I couldn't keep the guiding in the, in the kayak fishing classes going. So I think 2008, 2009, somewhere in that, in that area is where I started messing with video. And I built other people's, like I put content on other people's stuff, um, on other people's YouTube channels, mostly kayak bass fishing. There's some really old stuff on there. Um, And I produced DVDs, which now I can't give them away. Like (laughs) like I actually take them to outdoor shows and I find kids and I'm like, hey, go ask your mom if you can play DVD on your PlayStation and yeah. they run up and they come and like, yes, we can. I'm like, here, go watch that. <laughs> go watch this. So in any case, after, you know, after I couldn't teach in person anymore, um, I started teaching the video camera because I could always schedule my, my full-time job working in healthcare around, Hey, whenever I can go, I can go. So, so, Really, the video is is an extension of of whatever I learned for ten years as a kayak fishing guide, and I and and that's that's my role in the sport as an educator. I want to help people be safe and catch more fish. But at some point, yes, it you know I I consolidated all of my content, all of my old DVDs, and and even old stuff I put on 
KBF and paddling.net, which became paddling.com, or all the stuff that I did for yeah. Wilderness as their pro staff director in 17 years as a, as a Wilderness Systems pro staffer. That ended when I became full-time employee as, you know, for, for Torquedo. I consolidate all of that. And, you know, for, for most of the last four years, I've used it as a bookshelf. As yeah. a, I have something to teach, and it's it's there. And when I have an individual that needs to to learn, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times a day I just drop links to people in messengers, yeah, saying, you know, where they say I want to get more uh, standing stability. How do I how do I feel more secure standing up in my kayak? And I'll send them that, you know, and I'll say, all right, admit it. You know, nine minutes and thirty-four seconds. Start watching there on this, and and that's a good way to help people. It's a horrible way to grow a YouTube channel, though. <laughs> it is. Well, you share links. Uh, yeah, I mean, YouTube penalizes you. You've been so, an educator though in the space for so long. It was, I mean, it was a really like while we both kind of gravitated to the, fell in love with the same thing, so to speak. We did it in completely different paths. You know, I mean, it's, I'm, you know, and I'm so glad that our paths crossed because we had this, you know, we've got this amazing friendship now. But like, I mean, you you did it as an education platform. I took off with it as I wanted to learn more. Like, like I wanted more information when sure. I started doing the podcast, and there wasn't anyone doing that. You know what I mean? And then the YouTube, you know, the YouTube was kind of you know was was a thing. Like, you know, I you know I found kayak fishing through you know through your videos with Hoover and with KBF. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, but but then to find out more, me being a storyteller at my heart, um, you know, I, I wanted to know more of the background on who these anglers were and, and, and why they were doing these things and who these great people were that we were finding at these events. And like, so I just said, you know what? I, I can't find this information. I kicked on a camera and started asking the questions, you know. We lost your audio. Sorry about that. I was muted there for a second. I was, but anyways, what, um, I know we don't get to see you now in kind of like the front of it. I, I always say you don't, you may not see Scott future right now, but you see his work. Like if you're active in, in kayak fishing, you don't see him, but you see his work. What are you most active right now doing, um, and working on as far as kayak fishing? I mean, as of this very moment, I mean, the reason Jeff is sitting here as, as, as we've come to the end of, of, of we just birthed, I say we, myself and the Crescent uh, Kayaks family just birthed the Sholey, um, you know, which is, which is, you know, Drew Gregory's, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, has, has helped lead the way along with James Durbecker, the owner of Crescent Kayaks. Um, you know, I, I put them two guys kind of together or helped put those two guys together. How long were you? About later? two years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we, I mean, that, I mean, that, I mean, the Sholey has been a boat that's been, I mean, kicking around for two years now that, you know, that, so that we knew about that the world really didn't, you know, and, 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 you know, eight months before the world knew that, that, you know, that James and Drew were going to be working together, you know, um, you know, it, this was, you know, at this point in time, you're talking about a guy that was, you know, Drew Gregory, much like you were Wildy. I mean, Drew Gregory was Jackson kayak, you know I mean? You're talking about a guy who, you know, who invented the frame seat going in a kayak, you know, that's true, you know, and all, you know, and a list of other patents and things he's done in the industry. That's an OG in the space. And so, you know, we knew, you know, six, eight months before, you know, the announcement of going to Crescent. 
um, you know, myself and the owner of Crescent James live in the same town and just have happened to kind of cross paths. Crescent, as everybody knows their backstory, I won't dive too deep, but had a real bad fire at, at the plant that, that, uh, that where, their, where their molds were, were, were housed and molded. And, um, and I introduced Luther, who, you know, who, was, who had Bonafide at the time in Yak Attack, introduced him and James. I was team Bonafide then. And, uh, you know, and, and they both needed each other to get to the next step of their lives and their and, and their businesses. And um, and then, you know, that just kind of formed even more of a friendship and a bunch and, you know, and a kinship. And then, uh, you know, and then the crew kind of came about and everybody knows that story. If you follow anything with me, like I just, you know, I, that that boat is, is a kindred spirit of mine. I just I fell in love with it. And to me, I think it's the best paddling rig in, in, in the entire sport. In, in the entire community, in my opinion, um, it's just it's the perfect boat for me. It does everything I want it to do. And and I kind of, you know, I called Luther and the, and the team up at Native and Bonafide at the time. and was like, hey, you know, I'm going to step away and, and, and go, you know, go do something with Crescent. And, um, you know, and next thing you know, like it just kind of led into a full time opportunity to where, like we talked about earlier, you know, I'm not instead of juggling, as you understand, and so many people I think do instead of juggling 18 or 19 different companies. Um, you know, I've now got four or five, you know, I mean, that I work with and I work very closely with and, um, you know, and it don't have to always be in front of the camera. I've obviously I'm not shy. I got no problems being in front of the camera. Um, but let's jump back to that, that conversation that we had yeah. before we started. Yeah. But, you know, Scott and I had had goals. Yeah. We set goals to have full time employment in the paddle sports industry and one thing that and i remember telling and i don't i don't know when it clicks that this was a thing but i remember actually telling casey reed yeah um who's who's someone who has has similar aspirations that every one of your your pro staff affiliations is a functional long-term job interview this isn't you know it isn't a I, I think people get it wrong and they say okay what can i get i mean and, and and maybe the next level of someone says what can i give to have this this good symbiotic relationship with the company where i get what i need and i provide something to them okay that's the next level of thinking on this the furthest the higher level thinking is I want full-time employment and mm -hmm. in you, you did it in a shorter time frame than I did. He did it crazy aggressively. I did. And all in, what did you say? There's no need the, for stairs on yeah, the floor. You a, just jump in. Yeah. It's a so saying that I live by. It's well, but it, but it starts with having that goal and Correct when you're working t towards that goal to survive and to support a family, you're doing, I mean, list them out, list out everything that you, you you're, were you're, doing you're, that you were everywhere all at once. Yes. I mean, I did it as, as pro staff director for wilderness systems, kayak fishing guide, uh, did a YouTube channel. I did something else before the YouTube channel. That was a, there was a subscription based thing. I had a, I had confidence base where I was, you know, staying up till 2 a.m., you know, 
most nights of the week pouring lead in my garage to to see hey maybe if if making fishing lures is is the thing i was always hustling and trying something something new something different to see okay what how do i get to this full-time employment chad hoover is another one that that, that had the goal said mm -hmm. i'm going full-time doing kayak fishing and did it with um with the sledgehammer with in a way that like has forever changed the sport but, yeah. but, but they're you know along the way you need to survive and when you do that and you don't know okay which is the right basket to put all my eggs in you can't you put them all over the place and you're really visible and it looks like you know for people that saw scott butcher you know years one through three compared to the last year and a half where'd he go yeah, exactly. It looks like well, it looks like you fell off, or you're not in you it have, anymore, or you got full time employment. Yeah, and his well, eggs are, are you, in. You hit a goal, and so now your goals need to shift again. So now you need, you know what I mean? So I hit the goal I set out for. So now, so now I'm in the process of developing new goals. What is next in this space? Um, I'm still very much hands on behind the scenes, much like you are. Um, you know what I mean? But 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 you know, still well, out there. When and I still got doing. the job with Torquedo. Yeah. I resigned my position with the learning systems yeah. I had to, but I mean, there was, there was other things that, that were my side hustles that I said, I'm done. They're all going away. It's Torquedo and you've done. Correct. Now, Armando, let's, let's reference this too, though, with this isn't necessarily the path for everyone. Yeah. You, know, you take a guy like Craig Dye, who's been in the space a long time and does it and is very good at everything that he does. It could probably, if he could, if he could afford the time the way that, that some of these other guys afford their time, or made that the priority the way that some of these other guys do, I think he could compete with 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 these guys at the national level, winning tournament after tournament. He's that good of an angler. Yeah, he is. Much knowledge. He's that comfortable in front of the camera. He has a very very good job, and he has two little boys and an amazing wife that he that that are that are his highest priority. Yeah. And so like so he does what he can. You know, it's funny he hit me up a couple weeks ago when he when whenever Yak Attack brought him onto the team. And first off, I was mind blown. Like, why does Yak Attack not already have Craig die right after all these years? And, but then I look at it and, and like, he was nervous to go be on a part of the Yak Attack team. Like, can I give them enough to make, you know, to make, you know, to bring my value? And I'm like, dude, you're Craig die. Like you're yeah. like, you're Craig die. I mean, are you kidding me? The, like the, the really good ones. And, and Matt Ball's another one. Matt Ball is always wondering, yeah. like, yeah. you're giving enough. Yeah. And, and, you know, people that that love the sport that much and give that much of themselves to whoever they're affiliated with, um, you know, run the risk of burning out and maybe not having enough left for their family. And I think that's the other part that is is tough. The, your your enthusiasm for what you're doing is so intense that you know, and and I'm not great at it. You're you've gotten better at it in the last year and a half. We talk about this regularly as 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 men. Like I mean, we we pour a lot into each other. Mm. You, know, the, you know, we we sharpen our our knives against each other's stones regularly and have some you know conversations in the water, long conversations on the on the on the uh, you know on the phone when one of us is on the road. And it, it really is. It's a it's a really really hard balance in life. Take take us being in front of the camera and being you know you know celebrity is the wrong term, but you know what I mean. Being out there and being known. Um, you know, where you don't have to have a last name on the screen, right? Um, yeah. 
like it's it's one of like to do that and balance a family is is really hard and to do what jeff does on the road the way that he does is really hard and you know and it's just something that that it's 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 easy to think that that grass is always greener and and it's always that kind of scenario but balance in life whether it's in this space or not is a hard is a hard thing like yeah you know what i mean and i feel like the I feel like the more you try to focus on one or the other, you know, it, it, it kind of becomes, you know, you, you have to do your best with whatever time you're focused on there. You know, we talked about it a lot when you go home and, you know, that you bump down, like you're, you instantly jump out of the car and you go play basketball with the boy. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you're instantly going to go, you know, going to talk to the wife or going to meet up. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, 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 it's when it's, when you're focused on what you're focused on, focus on it. You know, we, we we talked about that before with some of my other shows. When I'd go out of town for four or five days for a trip to go shoot something, you know, for a company, I was bad about, like, it's not healthy for me to talk to my, and, and me and my wife understand this. No, this doesn't work for every marriage. That's not what I'm yep. saying. But in our marriage, like, my wife understood, like, I, it's hard for me to FaceTime the kids in the middle of, at night because I can't, I can't handle it. I will quit this. I'll quit this and go home. You know, and my wife, thank God, is a strong enough human being to where I was, she could handle it. If I was three days on the river with no cell signal, like I could focus on what I was doing and make that the best possible product it could be. Because I knew my wife had the kids and was comfortable at home. I know that your wife is strong and defended. And you're not, you know, almost not needed. That's the wrong term. But I mean, but she can handle whatever comes her way. At yeah. Home. yeah. You can do what you need to do on the road. Yeah. That's no, like, and then that's, That's a, you know, and I, I wanted to touch on that because I think, I mean, we all have to show, I think, respect and appreciation, Jeff, what you do, Scott, what you do. And, and I can throw in uh, Chad Hoover, like you mentioned, uh, Gene Jensen. All of you could have done a more, could have gotten a more lucrative job to save money, to live a better, better lifestyle, to provide more for family, save for college, blah, 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 all those things you want to think, you want to add to it. But you were trailblazers. You took a bet on an industry that it was in its infancies, and you didn't know if it was going to work out. You had the hunch, you had the vision, and you had the guts to stomach, you know, all the hardships and kind of be like the jack of all trades until you find your niche. And I think every one of us should kind of acknowledge that and appreciate it because if it wasn't for you, for the work that you've done and the, the people that I've mentioned just mentioned. And a lot of other people out there that, you know, we don't get to see in um, in tournaments uh, because we're so focused on tournaments and content creators. But people that work behind the scenes to build something, uh, and I want to touch on this in a second, it's it's something that I appreciate and I value. And I think, you know, we, we have to respect what Scott's doing, what Jeff's doing, what uh, Chad's doing, what Gene is doing, because you're... You could have been making more money doing something else, but you chose to do this life, sacrifice time with your family, and make the kayak fishing industry what it is right now, which is one of the most uh, fast-growing sports there is. Not just kayak bass fishing. I mean, there's, you know, saltwater fishing, you know, everywhere. Just not we, – we get so limited. I get so limited in bass, but really, it's a lot more. We see it. I recently was a guest show on a podcast in Spanish that talks kayak fishing and i was blown away by how this uh sport is growing in other countries uh, oh, yeah. spanish-speaking countries europe <clears throat> asia and it's a lot of it has to do with how it grows here and and i wanted to touch on something because i think that's something that 
you guys should be, and I'm sure you are, really proud of. You know, I personally love my Hobie Outback or my PA-14. We see all these kayaks that, you know, are like brand name kayaks, huge kayaks, all the glitz and all that. You guys, you know, you, Jeff, Drew, and I'm sure a host of other names have built a product in Crescent and that Sholi kayak from the ground up that really catches the soul, the spirit of what truly is in its essence kayak fishing, not just kayak bass fishing, but kayak fishing. And I love that about the Crescent brand and that you um, um, kayak, the Sholi that you brought out. Because I really feel it's like this is the roots of what kayak fishing is. Let's not forget that. Because it really holds the spirit on it. No, 100%. I, I think for me, one of the things that I think Crescent has just done really, really well is is that they have they have not just focused on one particular section of the space. You know, I mean, I, I think that they, I think the number one, something we both talk about a lot, and it's funny that we're having this conversation when I'm sitting right next to Mr. Torquito himself. But I mean, but but they're they're really it's it's a paddle first kayak, you know. What I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. No disrespect to your Hobie, like you know. What I mean, the, you know, yeah, the, no, what, I get it. what Bonafide just did with you know with the P one twenty seven to what uh, you know Jackson just did with you know with their new drive that they just you know launched with the NAR and stuff like that. Like like at the end of the day, when I'm fishing, when I'm actually fishing in my boat, which is what my favorite thing on the planet to do is, um, I'm a I'm a, I'm a paddle across my lap guy. And I, I use my torpedo to get me to my spots and to get me to go further and to get me into these deeper places or get me upstream or mm-hmm. stuff like that. But when I'm fishing and there's a rod in my hand, my paddle is across my lap and I work it. We've had this conversation. I've learned so much from you. So yeah. we're, we're going to have the Sholi that I'm going to rig on the water tomorrow. And we're not rigging a torpedo tonight. No. We're, I will do it. When I get home... I will do that, and and I'm excited to do that. Um, but what tomorrow is is learning the boat, and go, is learning go the, play, baby. Learning the point of no return where yeah. you lean it and lean it and pull it back and lean it, and I'm gonna do some funky stuff with a sculling draw and see if I can <laughs> just lean it and leave, let it stay there a minute while I put the paddle out there. My point is, you have to learn some paddling skills to have a baseline of, of, of safety. And that's a lot of what I taught. I guess it's been what, two, two, two and a half weeks ago yeah, since the, the women's, the women's conference. Yeah. Federation. I was trying to teach them paddling skills because even if you're in a, and, and I, I purposefully taught it in, in one of the most, I will say, primary stability boats, which is the Hobie Pro Angler, um, that you have to to lean it to the point of no return when it just goes. Um, You you have to learn, and I I was teaching how to brace, so that when you have the paddle like this and you start going over this way, you can punch down and that, that paddle blade pushes down the water and it and it brings the boat back up underneath you. Whereas if you were going over the boat all of a sudden with that that brace, which is a white water maneuver, it draws it underneath you. And I will use the you know an example of we were out I was out with um Chuck Earls, who's a kayak fishing guide up on Lake Erie, does 
because really, really understands the wall app there. Um, but we are out there in like seven footers, like yeah. earlier this this uh, wow. this spring, and they were starting to break, and no motor, paddle drive, or anything else is gonna is yeah. gonna save you when yeah. when one of those breaking waves starts starts pushing the back of your boat around, and you need a sweep stroke to to turn it and stay perpendicular, and then if it really is trying to flip you you know doing that that brace so that your the boat stays under you they're paddling skills and it's a it's a baseline of of just being safe out there well and i think too like you know we talked about it, this sport is growing so fast right mm -hmm. and it's so easy for 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 you know the next generation or the other or people to come into the space and think man like i can you know i can get it you know go get this boat and go put on for keto and go figure a graph and go do this at the end of the day, like we need to be responsible too, as a as the whole of a, of an of an industry, like like it's gonna happen. You're gonna have that yard sale that we call it, right? I mean, you look, you know, talk. Matt Ball has done it. You know, what I mean, you know, you know, Russ has done it. You know, Corey's done it. Like, you know, you, you're you, and so you need to be able to understand what the you know the the limits of whatever vessel you're in, and yeah. you also need to be able to move that yourself. So the, the biggest thing, and we do lose people every year in this sport. I know of one that we lost um, up in Pennsylvania like a week ago at a low head dam. Um, you know, if you're, there's a lot of different safety topics, and, and, and I've done all sorts of videos on there. If you just go to the, the YouTube channel and check, um, the playlist and go to kayak fishing skills. Probably the the, the best primer I have <clears throat> was my first DVD, which is River Kayak Fishing Skills. Um, it's dated, but it's good information. Um, but practicing reboarding is is if you if you go out into big water, even even you know some of the lakes around here, if if you can't swim half a mile like if, if you haven't actually tried and you can do it and you know you can do it that's where you know we can lose people what happens is they flip they've never had the experience of of figuring out okay how do i get this boat that's that's super wide that it was designed with primary stability right. to you know that i thought hey this is this is never going to go, but then when it does, it's upside down. How do you get that back over? But even if you do get it righted, how do you get back in it? And and uh, to be totally blunt, yeah, most of us have these big old guts in the way, <laughs> and yours is smaller. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> That's it's a, a work in progress. <laughs> it's a barrier. It's yeah. in the way your 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 gut is is a barrier and but you can do it and the critical part is that when it's nice out and we're getting into where it's nice out it is you got to practice it yeah. you got to go out into six feet of water at your local lake and and flip it and just and figure it out don't do it in swim shorts and you know and think that you know do it in in, in what you know fishing you yeah you do it in jeans i watch you know what i mean like it's it's, it's you know, because it, it's different. It's a different beast. You know, you know, if you're, if you're, and, you know, and tomorrow's a, a, you know, I'll be in a new boat for the first time, and and that's one thing that we talked about is like I, I'm gonna flip it, 
Yeah, well, there's like 18 people in the country that have been in this boat so far. Right. So, <laughs> but even, even if everyone else in the country yeah, yeah. paddled it, it's new to me, and I 100%. need to, to learn that yeah. point of return and, and flip it, and then practice, you know, yeah, it, where's where's the you know, the point of reentry on this boat that that you learn that that you know you learn how that boat moves when you're trying to get back into it where you can't touch the bottom. And it's different. And Every boat is different. I'm I'm excited about all that, but at the end of the day too, I'm excited for you to just like see the boat and to get out in it and because like I know some of the some of the waters that you get in back home. And I know this boat's just gonna like it's it's like I know what it's gonna do for you, and I'm excited. So like I can't wait for that update, you know, and the Jeff Little the little stuff on YouTube later on when you know a month from now, two months from now, when he's had that up there, he's chasing, you know, some of those you know some of those smallies and stuff that he does and gets to travel the country like he does. Like I'm excited to see, you know, how you give this design that these guys spent all this time in, in this passion project for for the whole Crescent family. That have, that have put in a ton of hours behind the scenes that there's no way words can understand the amount of work that, that, that the whole team has put into this to, to go see now how do you take what we thought of and what we put together and what we built and how do you go make it your own and how do you make it work for the environments you need to work in like that's what I'm excited about and to be like I've been a part of you know of a, of a couple of different brands doing different things and launching different boats but I mean, like I was with Crescent from day one of like Sholy concept to Sholy launch now. And like it, it, it's while, while, you know, while definitely my name's not on it, it's a Drew and a, and a, and a Crescent. Like I, I, I feel very attached to this vessel and, and like I just, I, I'm excited for what the world is going to see over the next couple months. And not only that, like I also know that it's the first fishing kayak, you know, it's specialized fishing. It's the flag that it's flying under you know, in the Crescent community. And I also know what this community is very well, very much more so than almost anyone other than Drew and the entire Crescent family. And I know that you guys aren't going to hold back. You're going to tell us what we did wrong, what we got right, what, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and I'm excited to see that, you know, like, you know, when we, we've tunnel vision for so long and I think, man, this product's awesome. I want to know what's not right. You so know, earlier we were talking about you know the the essence of what kayak fishing is and and that to me sounds like you're you're drilling down to to something i don't want to say specific but like you know foundational foundation that's a good word kayak fishing has become so diverse though yep. it's hard to really make that call and there's different yeah, lots of different types of fisheries, lots of different applications. And what I think the Sholey, I mean, I, I know I've known Drew a long time and I know I've had good conversations with him and I know what he, he does. He does what I did early on in, in my guiding. If, if you were to take a, a guided kayak fishing trip with me in 2004, um, people joked about it and said, oh, you're taking Jeff's boot camp. Kind yeah, of pushing it's a death and, trap. And, and, and it turned into, you know, where I got a reputation of like, if you weren't in shape, like you, you need to get in shape before you yeah. get. Because I would use creative access points, and and some of them could be at an angle like this at the end of a 14 mile day that we paddled down the Rappahannock. It, yeah. it, you're going to get that, but that that boat is 
the Sholi is one that you can you can do that with. And there's we've there's so many different boats that have this amazing huge primary stability, mm-hmm. super wide big boats that like that just don't want to go over. Now the Sholi has stability, but it's secondary stability, which is yeah. is, is more useful in that breaking wave on on Lake Erie or whatever. But my point is. It's a boat that you you don't need a ramp for, and I think that so many people, I think especially in the in the kayak in the kayak fishing tournament scene, yeah, that's been the boat, and it's like, is it though? And Drew's proving that wrong. Well, I mean, well, you know, I mean, Drew's saying no, it doesn't we, have to be a boat that you need to put on a trailer that you need to go to a ramp. No. You're you're missing out if you don't have a boat Correct. that you can you can drag through the woods. Yeah. And I'll no, I, because I know Drew's gonna be like, shut up, Jeff. No, no, no. <laughs> no it's very real. I mean, I mean Drew is is the king of creative access points. I love that's how you yeah. called it, but that's the truth. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, Drew is on a hot streak. You know, the guys want two bass, uh uh, you know, bass events. He's always on a hot streak. Drew, Drew, the top three competitor on anybody or yeah. against anybody. I, and I don't mean that in a kayak. I mean, period. That's who Drew is. Drew's specialty and what Drew loves and what Drew, what fires Drew up is skinny water that's, you know, 10 inches deep and, 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 and grind it, you know, and go get yeah. it. And, and I, I you know, I, I've known that about Drew for years now. But also, you know, just you know, a month ago, going and, and filming everything that we filmed for the Sholey launch. I mean, you know, you talk about creative access points. I mean, miles where you're taking these boats through and all my camera gear and all of our stuff and everything that changes clothes. And you got, you know, because you're shooting four different things and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I mean, it's that's that. I mean, it's it's a workout. You know, it's it's a boot camp. And, and it's, uh, you know, and there's been some conversation lately in the kayak fishing community about whether or not like that's okay and this, that, whatever. And it blows my mind that we're now talking about like you got to launch at a ramp. That's not what kayak fishing is. I agree. The foundation that this man put in 20 years ago. That's the opposite. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big boat guy. I fish completely different than Jeff Andrew. I like my ramp. I like my trailer. I like all my bells and whistles. I like 47 tackle boxes and nine rods because I don't have a clue what I'm doing on the water. I'm not dialed in like these guys are. But the flip side of that, I understand the foundation of what kayak fishing is. And there are other platforms and other podcasts that are talking right now about, you know, the winch in the back of Drew's truck. I've seen it. I'm going to, I'll put it on blast. I ain't scared. Drew uses that winch in the back of the truck to get his stuff into the back of his truck when he's done, like rigged up, like you're wore out. When you go through the day that Drew has gone through, picking up that 150 pound boat with all of its gear inside is miserable on the side of the highway when you're trying to hurry up and get back. What's the base weight? Of the Sholey? It's advertised shot weight is 72 pounds. Now, shot weight is, if you're in the industry, you know what that is. Um, it's about 84 pounds. Yeah, you take the seat out of it, it's about 84 pounds. There's there's about 10 pounds of stainless steel in this thing because it's a beast. But uh, but yeah, shot weight is 72 pounds. What's so advertised at CrescentKayaks.com. Plus the gear and all that that you got on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, you know, just one of Drew's Plano boxes. That's his spinnerbait box that has 57 different willow blades in it and 35. And I'm Drew. I'm putting you on blast, but I'm sorry. <laughs> that box weighs 20 pounds by itself. I've, yeah. I mean, I've held it. 
you know what I mean? And he's building, you know, uh, spinnerbaits on the, you know, in the middle of the river, you know? And so it's, 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 it's work, but it's mind blowing to me that we're talking about it's unfair because these guys are putting in the work to me, what you're yeah. saying, what to me, what I'm hearing is you're whining about these guys are working harder than you and they're being yeah. successful. Come on now. I, I went into a, a tirade on one of my podcasts. I think it was last year, but it came up. I was talking to Jimmy Skinner. He feels the same way you and I feel that it, it's the essence of kayak fishing. That was, that's, that's yeah. the essence. That's what it was built on. Go and now, you, and now you want to take it away. Like, no, like I hate the fact that it says, well, we don't want, we we're cutting off this waters because you know, we should stay on the main lake. You're going to penalize Drew Gregory was probably like you said, top three in the world. And, and make the competition less, you know, weaken him as an angler so the competition can catch up to him. Why doesn't everybody work as hard as him? That, that to me, is a, that's, that's have everybody else work as hard as him and get to his level, and that's how you grow the sport, not by handicapping your best angler who's doing everything legal. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I can go on a whole time. Oh, well, we've we've that, had but, those same conversations. I mean, yeah. Torquedo, when, when, you know, when Torquedo first kind of came into the space, and, you know, there was a, and there's still pushback. You know, for people that don't, you know, motors don't belong on kayaks, this, that, whatever. You know, go back 10 years and everyone was terrified to put a 250 Mercury on the back of a bass boat. Yeah. Now that's the minimum. If you're not running a 250, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, coming out, you know, coming off a of blast off for, you know, for bass or MLF, you're, 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 you're not, you're not there. You know what I mean? Like we've done the same thing where, you know, like there's a joke now that some of the grass are getting so good. You can tell whether or not that's a Pepsi can or a Coke can at the bottom of the lake. You know, like it's, it, you know, but that's like, I'm a fan of technology. I'm a huge fan of technology. I'm a gadget guy. The flip side of that is I'm a bigger fan of hard work. Yeah. We're pretty close to it. Not cutting, cutting corners. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably I, I can. I wanted to touch on something and I, and I don't want to get lost in all the conversation, but Jeff, you touch on something. Sometimes we're, we're, you know, a lot of anglers right now are, I started in an Ascent 12T, which is like kind of, you know, like a cow, just a slow, big, and, you know, and stumbling across water and you put in a workout with your shoulders, trying to get through the water with that. And then I moved on to the Outback and the PA-14. I see a lot of anglers and I don't blame anybody that, you know, if you want to go directly to the top of the line pedal, pedal, uh, pedal kayak, do it. You can afford it. Go ahead, do it. But it, I think it's important for everyone, regardless of what kayak you use, to learn the basics of paddling your way out of trouble because at some point that drive is going to give out on you and it's probably when you're white capping you got 30 mile per hour winds and you like well what is this long lollipop thing for you know you got to learn you got to know the basics of how to survive when things go wrong and you can't always depend on oh well your paddle uh, your your pedal's gonna pedal drive's gonna get you there maybe not i've had mine fail um Sometimes my fault. Sometimes uh, it just fails. It's a mechanical feature, so it's gonna fail at some point. And until it's not gonna fail when it's sitting in the garage, it's gonna fail when it's on the water. Correct. Well, the more parts of anything you have that can that have potential for fail, the more potential you have for yeah. failure. Period. Yeah. You know, like uh, there's just there's there's I'll depend on 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 these biceps right here in a paddle more so than I you know I mean than I will any other piece of mechanical anything because he's not gonna like he's not gonna fail. Does that make sense? So yeah, I, I, I just I just think that it's uh, I, I think it's I think it's great to have all of those things, 
And I'm the first to tell you, so, I mean, I'm, I've, I've been a Torquedo guy since the day one of, like, I'm, I love it. Like, I, I'm, I'm so pro 1103 and 403 ain't even funny. Um, the flip side of that is I use it as a tool to get me to where I, to where I put the paddle across my lap. Like, at the end of the day, and I think that that's a foundation going back, circling fulls, come back to Crescent. I think that's the foundation that the company at Crescent as a whole has has made stay their 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 main flag that we are a paddle first company and that we build boats that that are that that are that you want to paddle that are fun to paddle that are good to be in and, and that that are that have the full capability of paddling and I think as a as a whole the industry is 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 being educated because yeah. of guys like yourself and all these shows and guys like Jeff and we understand now like five years ago if you just said primary stability to somebody they'd have looked at you like, you know, like you had a big unicorn. You know I mean, but we get it now. I don't think enough people do get it though, in terms of yeah, we're, we're using the word stability. Most people use the word stability and what they mean is primary stability. Um, while, you, while you do that, the only thing I wanted to mention, you know, being on a, on a 14 foot kayak gives you a false sense of security. You're like, Oh, I'm in this limousine. I'm not going to flip mother nature will surprise you every now and then. He says, oh, you think you're comfortable in safety there. So that, that's another thing. I'll, I'll talk to this as, as Jeff is getting ready to make an illustration to help kind of understand that. But, yeah, if you have a 14-foot uh, whatever Hobie, whatever brand you have, you think it could be a false sense of security. Mother Nature could throw things at you that doesn't matter if you're on a bass boat, may not be able to handle unless you know the – you know, the first thing about safety and how to get your way out of danger. And and that's one thing. Sometimes we get those big hikes and we think it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm safe at this. Not necessarily. Go ahead, Jeff. What do we got I'm, there? I'm, I'm hoping that I get the light on this right There we go. Well, there it's we a go. podcast, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few people are going to see it. Right down here, dude. There we go. Try that. There we go. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to down. There we there go. go. All right. So where's the camera? So primary... Ability hull. This is a cross section of the hull, mm -hmm. and the one that looks like a surfboard has primary stability, meaning that when you start leaning this downward, it fights you immediately, right? So and it, and off of the feels, jump, it feels stable yeah, from the yeah. very beginning, right? Yeah. Once this goes, though, it'll go like that. Secondary stability is more of an acorn-shaped hull if you if you did a cross section. And what this does is if you start to tip over, it'll feel like it's going quick, like it, it feels like it's unstable, but the further you lean into it, the more it firms up and it says, I'm gonna stay underneath you. Moreover, when you're in, in white water or on a breaking wave. They, they made, um, I think Jackson made the Kraken and Wilderness made the Thresher. Both of them flopped in terms of sales, but had the best secondary stability of any kayak that I've, that I've paddled. And you can basically have a wave hit you sideways on this thing and push you. And for whatever reason, the, the steepness of the wave hitting the side of this, it always keeps this surface on the top flat. So you basically, you'll, you'll be on the surface of a wave and you should be hitting it perpendicular to ride over, yeah. but if you hit it sideways, 
it's still it's gonna slide down there and it and it fights to stay under your butt. I, I can't explain it more than that, but I know the first time I I felt it on the Chesapeake Bay were in really rough conditions <laughs> with a with a thresher one forty. I was like, this thing is awesome. This thing is gonna fight to stay under my butt. And and that's different than the primary stability. Uh, it fights to match the surface of the water. If the surface of the water is like this, you're good. If the surface of the water is like that, it's yep. not good because you're rolling off. So that that's just a, a pretty simplified version of primary versus secondary stability. Now, people that, that get in a boat and they say, that's not a sta very stable boat. Well, that's a misinformed way to say it, and it's yep. wrong. And what it really has is secondary stability and, and there are conditions in which you're more likely to end up in the water with the boat that has a lot of primary stability and and that's big water that's that's breaking waves that's white water you know yeah. I, I and, and that's what i mentioned it and, and you said it you know you said it in more intelligent words and illustrations than I did, but that, you know, it's, it's that uh, false sense of security. You know, you, you think, Oh, it looks stable. It's really not compared to when it's not going to be stable enough for whatever mother nature wants to throw at you at a certain given time. Right. He's been enough time around Jeff and you'll learn that he's always saying things more intelligently and better and betterly <laughs> done better. See, betterly done than, than what you ever will before. Like the guys who say, I mean, like, don't like, don't let this pretty Tarzan face fool you in these water. <laughs> There's a lot of brain going on up there. It's really incredible. It's, it's, so you were next to him. You feel like, well, I mean, I, I may, you know, think I have all the smarts. He may look like Tarzan, but in reality, he's got you on both sides. The the physicality of it and the yeah. mind. It's, it's ten years of being on the water teaching people one on one. Well, you, like I said, you, you've been an educator, you know, in the space for you know 10, 15, uh, you know, closer to twenty years. It's just it's it's one of those things where it's like you, you have such a wealth of knowledge. And the people that realize and that, that people that spent time around you, they fully get it. And folks, that if you're tuning into this or you're watching this and for some crazy reason you live under a rock and you don't know who this is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, go educate yourself because you will learn yep. so much. He has taught literally every guy that stood on a podium just about and held a trophy has learned something from Jeff Little. I promise you that. Now it's you know the the he'll you know he'll play the humble role and you know all I you know I just try to educate what I can and say whatever he has spent time with I mean with every top ten angler that there's been over the last five ten years because these guys know who this is they've studied his material they've watched his videos they spent time with him on the water and it's 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 you're soaking up a, just a, a fountain of information when you spend time with him. That's true. And let me ask you this, kind of shifting a little bit of uh, gears here. Scott, and, and, and I'll ask you this too, Jeff, but let's start with you, Scott. You We've kind of talk, touched on it a, bit, a, a little bit. You know, it was more when you started, you know, you made the decision, I want a job in the kayak fishing industry. Mm -hmm. You started off jack of all trades, see where I can find. How did you end it up where you are right now? It was something that's like, okay, this is exactly where I want to be, or it was more like there's an opportunity here. It may not be what I thought it was what I thought I was going to be end up doing within the kayak fishing community. How did it came about that you are where you are now and where do you see yourself moving forward? Wow. Um, 
So I don't really know if I've put this out anywhere before. I think we might, I know that we've touched about on it personally. I don't know if I've ever broadcast anywhere before. So, um, uh, at, at the time that, that, that I got, that I kind of started, to, I, I, I guess being recruited or kind of got started having some very serious conversations with James Durbecker and, and, and Eric and the team over at Crescent. Like I said, I was doing some, I was doing camera work with them already. And, um, and when the, when the opportunity for, for full-time employment kind of came about, um, I had another opportunity came about almost offered simultaneously, um, in the fishing space not in the kayak space and so if we're real being real honest the fishing space is a much bigger pond yeah yeah like like i mean like that's you know like that's just that's just bigger like fishing is everywhere kayaking like it's still a big pond but it's 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 a much smaller pond you know there you know there it's you know you go to icast and it's you know it's it's fishing you know you go to you know every there's a fishing pole and a fishing lure you know everywhere right um, so for, for me and the wife, it really was, I mean, it was, it was two or three months of, of some real deep kind of prayer, kind of soul searching, kind of bouncing stuff off of guys that I really trust and admire that I know have that, that know my family that aren't just guiding me, but are, gu- are guiding me knowing that I'm trying to guide a family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and I had both these offers kind of smack me in the face almost simultaneously. And, um, and at the end of the day, I really fell in love with fishing through kayaks and, and I knew what James and, and the team over at Crescent from Jamie and Megan and, and Rachel and these names that y'all don't know, but names that are the foundation of what Crescent kayaks is. Um, like it's just, it, it just, it, it's, that's, that, that was, that was, that was going to be a place I could call home. And, and much like Drew coming over after his long stint with Jackson, um, you know, like that wasn't something that was just, you know, like I, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be a guy that just bounced, you know, like I, I, was, I was almost, you know, kind of scared to kind of do that. You know, like I pretty much from, from a public standpoint, I pretty much only ever been with, with and in a bona fide. And so I was a little scared to be like, well, you know, he's jumping ship and he's going over here and next week he'll be over here. Over there. Like, that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to put in roots and help something grow. And I think what James Durbecker, the owner of Crescent, I think what he's growing over there is pretty fantastic. And, and so instead of being the number one guy, instead of being the guy in full control, which I like full control, instead of being that guy and having it all and having to do all of those things on your own, uh, Fletch Griffin, who owns Westbrook Supply Co., says all the time, if you want to go far, or if you want to go fast, go alone. I did that for a long time. And I went really fast in this industry. If you want to go far, go in a group. And I have found my group at Crescent. And and so I, I, I so while it doesn't look like I'm running 70,000 miles an hour, I'm working just as hard as I've ever worked in this space. I'm just more focused now on one task instead of 17 or two tasks or three, or you get what I'm saying. And the flip side of that is it's given me, like we talked about, it's given me better balance. It's given me a better life. It's, it's, I'm more time with my kids. I'm, I'm healthier physically, emotionally, mentally. And, um, and those are all things that I needed. You know, I, you know, this is, this is the last summer I have and where all next in August, all three of my kids are going to be in school. My youngest, my daughter, she'll start kindergarten in August. 
So like I I'm gonna take I'm gonna spend some trips on the river without a camera because I'm gonna go be on the river with dad. You know. Jeff, how about you? How did you get into I know you've you mentioned it in a pre-recording, you've spent a lot more years than than Scott on this, but how did you get to where you are now and do you feel like you found a home there, or do you think there's more to Jeff Little that still to come? Ask the question again. I don't. I don't know that I fully got what the. So we're at your currently at where you are right now within your profession as you know working in the kayak fishing industry. You know mm -hmm. how do you got to where you are now, and do you see yourself staying there? Do you or, you, or do you have other plans for you with it um, growing within the kayak fishing community? You know, it's. It, I, I'm going to give as much as I can to the sport and when opportunities come up like women's fishing federation amanda yeah. called and said we need you to, to be a speaker yes well i didn't even i'm like yes you know, um i i don't say it's it's exceedingly rare that i say no um and then you know it that's going to continue to give me opportunities and and develop relationships in, in kayak fishing. Um, I'm going to go back to, we, we talked about that you, that Scott had, Scott pushed hard to, to attain that goal in his was a little bit, I'm going to say braver and, and quicker than, than how I came to have full-time employment. Um, you know, I had a situation with with my employment and healthcare for 21 years where all of a sudden I was making less money. And and I had I had been fostering all of those relationships that that led to okay, healthcare is 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 not supporting me anymore the way that it it has, right? Uh, and a lot of that's related to Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement rates. The, you know, in 2015, everything was messed up. And, you know, I, I got to the point in 2017 where I had to, you know, I had to yeah. knock on doors and say, I need full-time employment. And Torquedo, specifically Steve Turkla, said, yes. I can't do it right now, but I really do want you. And in I, you know, I waited until October, and he he had a spot, and it wasn't it wasn't exactly what I'm doing now. But he saw me as an individual that that you know is someone that that works passionately about you know you know towards goals, but also towards anything that's kayak fishing related and he wanted to grow that that part of the uh the sport and he's you know especially with the relationship that that he has defended and invested and and gone to bat with board members in torquedo to say no this is gonna happen um you know he's he's a steve turk was a, a behind the scenes figure in kayak fishing Major. And he's not a kayak angler. No, he's not. Mm -mm. It, it, you know, it's on that exact same note, it's, it's it, I think guys like Steve and guys like Jeff, like speaking to someone that invested in you, 
like like even the spot that he brought you into that you know in October, uh, you, know, you know, 2017, like when he brought you in that spot, like he knew he wanted you, like they like this was just an opportunity. Let's kind of get the door in, right? And quite essentially, like that's a lot of what James, the owner of Crescent, saw in me. Like he knew, like he said in this seat when when, when he when you know when he, when he brought the crew in, you know, and then with the CK1, and then with you know and blah blah blah, and, and he, he knew that that everything all everything that I was firing on he wanted he didn't know how to translate it to make it to like, like how can we make this a full-time job you know and um and and you know between him and Eric and, and Neil and the, and the rest of the team they 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 found a way and even then like my role and what I'm doing in a title or whatever like it's evolving like I tell James all the time at the end of the day I'm all in like at the end of the day, like I, regardless of what like I, if I gotta put handles on boats, um, you know I, I don't really want to build seats all day. That's we've got a, a a seat boss Rachel who is incredible. That's not a job I can do. She literally hand builds every single seat. It's incredibly hard, and and but our whole team like everything that 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 that, that company does, like all of their jobs are hard jobs, and they do them day in and day out to meet deadlines and to get to dealers and. And like that's a whole other side of this industry that the world doesn't get enough to highlight on. Like yeah. these small mom and pop dealers, these these shops like Westbrook Supply Co. Yeah. You know, like like Music City, like you know, like Loveland Canoe and Kayak. Like these are mom and pop shops that that aren't being overwhelmed by the internet and, and by purchasing online and overnight delivery. Like you get to go in and talk to a guy that has knowledge about all of these different boats and that is going to want to hear what you're what you're looking for so they can put you in the best product safely and efficiently and, and at the right price point and balance all these things and you get knowledge from someone in a store that cares about the product in yeah. the community and the waterways you know what i mean and you don't you don't you don't get that when you're online reading you know uh you know reading this or that or whatever it, it's buying a buying a kayak is 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 still something that needs to be done almost in person i say it over and over again you know, and, and we talk about a demo like that it happens in demo these small days. demo days. Like, go get in. Don't get me wrong. I love a crew. I think the crew is the best kayak Crescent builds. Uh, there are people in Crescent that think I'm wrong, <laughs> you know, but it's 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 a personal like you've got to spend time in these boats. And so and, and these these mom and pop shops are incredible all the way across the country. I mean, you visit them left and right. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Like. I mean, it's amazing what these mom and pops do. I I think in 2019, I walked in, I think it was 131 different paddle shops in in 2019. Wow. And I think I got <laughs> yeah. 29 of them as a dealer. Yeah. But, uh, it's, but they're cool. They're 100%. just like, you know, I've, I've been over two decades in, in, yeah. in, healthcare management and then all of a sudden I'm doing sales. Why do I why am I successful at a abrupt career change doing a totally different skill set? <laughs> oh, it's easy. You walk in these stores, you walk into a paddle shop, they're my people. Like they're just yeah, they're good people. Yeah. Like just go in and start talking and, it, and it's totally cold calling. That's what I do. In and I don't do as much of it anymore because I have them lined up. I'm doing an install at uh, Frontier Frontier Outdoors USA this coming week, 
The week after, I'm going to Oklahoma City Kayak, which is also with Tulsa yep. Kayak, yep. and doing an install there. Like, those install trainings are just lined up. So it's whatever. It's it's going well for me. But I want to go back to how you, if somebody has a goal of being full-time in this industry and says, yeah, I'd love to to, to make that switch. I'm, I'm not... I don't have the passion for what I'm for the for what's paying the mortgage right now. It'd be great to have a job that that did it. And ultimately, it it does come down to that you had you had two you had two people recognize you and say I want you to work for me full time at the same time, which is awesome. But how do you get to be that person? How did I get to be the person that Steve Turpa said, "Yeah, him." Um, and, and it really comes down to the same thing that I tell anyone who's who who has it in their mind that I want to be pro staff or I want to to have that symbiotic good relationship with with a you know whatever it is mm-hmm. whatever product or product category or whatever company it comes down to one thing and that's be good for kayak fishing yeah be good for the sport your podcast. And the storytelling and 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 the the exchanging of information alone was hugely good for the growth of the sport. Um, We're yeah. talking about Scott Beecher's kayak. Just for those that are listening, not my podcast. Let's keep it. Well, you know, let's keep it yeah. real here. Yeah, you said as as one example. In in I know that in in pro staff management, you know, that's really what you try to hone come, you know, really drill down to, um, you know, are they good for the sport? And, mm-hmm. and the other side of that is, and do, do they fish more than they probably should? <laughs> like, that, that's another common I, I think it's, I but, think, it, I think. But for, they're good for the sport, not just for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think for me, like, like I, I do, I feel like I do everything in my life in photos, right? Like, that's, like, I, I, I talk about all the time, like, I'm a photographer, like, in my, in my soul. Like, that's who, that's who I am in my heart. I, I like, I, I talk about, like, I walk through life, like, I see everything in my brain through my, through my, through my eyes, like, it's a viewfinder. Like, that's how my vision works. My vision works, like, everything in life is a viewfinder. But it's a that's story was, told with a A hundred percent. But what I, but where I, where I'm going with that is that, you people take photos like if you go through your phone there's photos in your phone that you took of what you love like you take photos of stuff that you love like if there's 10 photos i mean it's it's the wife it's the kids it's the kayak it's the river like you get you know what i'm saying like if you want to see if you want to know what someone loves look at what they're taking their photos of i got a lot of pictures of those well that's what i'm saying (laughs) you know what i mean but you can draw holes left and right because you love it so for any of you the pro staffers or anybody that's trying to do something if you really love it, like it, it will show because you can't fake that, you know, and, and, and above everything, be real, be genuine. When you don't know something, say you don't know it. Don't try to like, I just, I was just me. Like, like this is like, I've never been anybody but Scott Butcher, you know, and, and, and I'm loud, I'm aggressive. I'm a big personality. I'm very, you know, people have tried to compare me to Hoover, this, that, whatever. Hoover is a hardworking, you know, big personality, you know, very opinionated, you know, very much, you know, goal oriented, like, but Hoover is Hoover. I'm Scott, you know, Jeff's Jeff, like, you, you know, and, and there's not, you know, there wasn't a path. There really wasn't a path laid out for Jeff. 
because he was he was just so early. I mean, you're talking about the yeah. you know Godfather here in the space. There was Salmon's had kind of done on some of the stuff, so I had kind of an idea, you know, and you know, and and stuff like that. But even then, what you guys and the guys over at Pal and Finn are doing is different than what I than what I did, you know. And you guys are finding your stride, you're finding your success. Keep going, like be almost be excited when you fail because you're gonna fail. You yeah. need to fail to succeed. Like that sounds cliche and sounds like it's the back of a Hallmark card, but man, true. Must need failure to figure out what the path is. You know, and and I, Jeff will tell you, Jeff, you failed in this space. I've failed in this space a ton. I hope you keep failing because I want to stay in the space. Yeah, it leaves you hungry for more, knowing that that you know room for growth. I've I've had you both for over an hour, and 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 I appreciate your time. To me, I would be talking to you guys all night if it was up to me. But I I want to be conscious of your time. It is Memorial Weekend, so I really appreciate your time, guys. And it's an honor to have both of you on the podcast. I wouldn't I wanted if it's okay with you because I know I've had you for a long time. If you want to leave it for another episode, that's fine. But I wanted to ask you each one a question. And I was going to ask you what advice you have, but you already covered it, uh, both you, Jeff, and both Jeff and Scott. Um, so I'll ask you this. What are you, within what you've done in the kayak fishing community, what is the, mo the single thing you're most proud of? Let's start with you, Jeff. What is, of all the th things that you've, uh, you know, brought to the kayak fishing community, what do you think you're most proud of? Saving lives. That... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, you have to follow that up, Scott. <laughs> we, want... <laughs> we can just end it right here, Scott. Oh, I mean, <laughs> how do you follow? See, you can't follow Jeff. I mean, this guy walks in the walks in the room. Six, I'll six, edit it to make sure that he's. I'll like, edit it. Like you can't follow Jeff Little. Don't ever, if you're ever in a podcast, anybody in the uh, world, you can't no. follow Jeff Little. The guy is he's he's just he's a, he's an animal. <laughs> everything he does. I, you can't you, you can't follow that. Like I'll it. try to edit it and sound like he will answer the question. Oh no no no! no. Don't edit that out. That's incredible. <laughs> Jeff's incredible. That's the OG for a reason. The rest of us are not worthy. Armando, man, I love the show. I, I, I tell you what, man, you, you need to get Jeff on sometime. Yes. Help me running running the session because this is an educator. He's he's got he's got a, a wealth of knowledge, and 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 the guys just you're gonna learn something every time you every time you have a conversation with him. So get him back on a show sometime. I'd love to be on that. Have me on again. Uh, you know, uh, big shout out to you know all the companies that we you know that we work with. You know, we're excited tomorrow to go get out in the new Sholey from Crescent Kayaks. Check that out, CrescentKayaks.com. You guys obviously, you know, I, you're gonna go home and put a torpedo on it. I haven't even done that yet. I'm gonna try to beat you to it, but I don't know if I want to get that opportunity or not. I haven't. We haven't. I haven't had time. It's such a new boat. I haven't had time to put a torpedo on it yet. So I'm most excited to to lean all the way on one edge and, and, and spin it and just see how it edges. I'm excited tomorrow. Like this is already all be like, we will have already done this by the time the, the audience yeah. sees it. But I'm excited tomorrow to watch Jeff's face when he sits in this boat, because he's set in literally every boat the industry's seen for the last 20 years. And so I'm excited. I've never like, we've been friends for a long time now. I've never got to see him first impression, sit in a new boat. So I'm excited tomorrow to get to go watch that. That's awesome. Um, kind of uh, plug in. Where can people follow you, Scott? Where can people follow you, Jeff? If you want to plug in your social media accounts, YouTube, Instagram, whatever you guys have. 
I'll go first. Uh, Instagram, it's Jeff Little Kayak Fishing. Um, Facebook, you could you could um, just find Jeff Little. You could find the little stuff. Uh, but most of all, please subscribe to the little stuff on YouTube. And just if, if like I use the little stuff as a tag in every one of my videos. So if you if you type that in a search, you're gonna find it and subscribe and dig around. There's over 800 videos on it. 800. I saw that. 895, 895 I think. You have to <laughs> dig through the playlist to, to find the gold, in particular the, the kayak fishing skills. It, it's there. There's so much knowledge. If you are new to the space and you haven't dug through that YouTube, man, go dig. Go get lost in it. And because I'm telling you, there's so much knowledge there to be had. I'm Scott. Excuse me. I'm Scott Butcher, guys. You guys can follow me at Scott Butcher Fishing uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, you know, hit me up as a friend request. I think I've got a couple more, 20 or so more that, you know, you come and go in and out of there or whatever. But I'm an open book. Uh, you know, just about everybody's got my personal cell number. Hit me up, D, drop, jump in the DM. I love this space. You know, I, I, I think that the greatest people in the world spend their time in these little plastic boats. And, and, and I just, I'm going to continue, you know, promoting this space and the people in this space because, uh, you know, they, they've, they've saved my life, you know what I mean? And given life to my wife and to my kids. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's been a fun ride and, and, uh, and I'm excited about what's next. Well, thank you guys for, again, for the job, uh, and the foundation that you've laid, uh, work on on the kayak fishing community not just bass fishing but the kayak fishing community itself again and i can't stress this enough you you both of you are smart intelligent talented people that could have made more money doing something else but you know the fact that you decided to th take this part that we all love and i'm sure everybody that's listening is listening because they love this sport i really appreciate it you know and recognize what you've done um to keep this going and it's exciting i'm sure you've got both regardless if you're saving life or not, Scott, <laughs> I know you guys are excited of what you've done in the kayak fishing community and the way it's growing and how much it's going to grow, you know, the, the sky's the limit. So, you know, big, big shout out to you guys. Honored to have you both on the podcast. You're welcome anytime, Jeff, Scott, you know, whenever you guys want to spread the word on something, you know, where you can, uh, you know, get a hold of me and it's, you know, it's open doors, open mic for you guys. Well, Armando, man, if you don't mind, let me kind of close out here with one other thing here because we are here on Memorial Day weekend, and you know, and, and uh, so many of of the kayak guys and gals are uh, are, are are veterans, and uh, you know, and a lot of times these holidays kind of get you know kind of get mixed up, and you go Happy Memorial Day weekend, this that whatever. What Memorial Day weekend is is honoring those that made the ultimate sacrifice and honoring those that 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 gave up um you know their their lives so that we could have the freedom to do the things that we do you know we both between his hair and my beard were able to run you know to we're able to look homeless and work in an industry as professionals you know what i mean but that's because of the sacrifice that that veterans have made and uh and it's you know there's a lot of veterans that 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 left wars whether you know all the way back from Viet, you know to, from vietnam all the way to the wars here today and across the across the globe that that are back home that are still fighting those wars emotionally yeah. and mentally and um you know and so i i know that uh that that's just that's something that means a lot to me as, as as a former marine and so many others that have served and so i just uh you know i want to say um 
you know, uh, thank you for all of the families that 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 are still dealing with the loss of 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 freedoms in their life or made sacrifices in their lives um, so that my family can be free and that Jeff's family and that we could all go fish these amazing waters across this beautiful country. I love it. And that's what I want to continue to keep doing for as long as we can maintain freedom in this, in this, in this, in this country. That's uh, I mean, you can say, you can't say anybody in what you just said, Scott. So thank you for sharing those words. We really can add to that. So we'll end it here for those out there listening. If you're going to be on the water, you know, please stay safe. Take the necessary precautions. I know the name of my podcast is Bass Kayak and Beers, but really, if you're going to be on the water, having a beer and all that, you know, stay safe, especially on this. Uh, if, if you, well, you already listened to this, but Memorial Day weekend is already passed by this time, by the time you're listening to this. But really, anytime you're on the water, if you're going to drink, drink responsibly, wear your PFDs, let your, your loved ones know where you're going to be if you're going to be fishing solo. So take care, everyone. Have a great day. Hope you had a great weekend. Peace out. And thanks again to my guests. Bye, guys.